Boxcaster online. Authorization accepted. Upload confirmed. Begin transmission. Hello and welcome to the Descent Feedback episode of After Illinois. I'm Greg Dan, and as usual, doing all the hard work is Dave Wojtek. All the hard work. We were just talking before the show started about how this is the easy episode for me. This is the Greg comes and drops all the knowledge that I didn't ever get because I just read the books and that's it. You still do all the editing and stuff, so it's fine. Yep. (laughs) Hi, everybody. We have a lot of feedback. Yes, plenty. I printed it out, and I dropped it down to nine-sized font, and it was still like nine pages of See, feedback. I, all the hard work. I went through and took some quick notes. <laughs> seeing, <laughs> seeing behind the curtain now. Oh, geez. Did I? Did I? That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I think it's, it's quite cool. I think people know that there's a difference in style here. I don't, I don't think it's a problem that people kind of see that. <laughs> I just feel silly. Um, the followers of Facebook and t- the Twitter account might have seen that I put up a um, a contest if uh, for people to tell me which Space Marine Legion they would want to be part of, if they could be. Um, that all came about because one of our members on the forum, uh, Finrear Paul, um, <laughs> sent me an email saying, I've got some CDs and the wife's telling me to clear out some stuff and they've got to go so he sent them to us to give away his prizes on the show that was a fantastic impression of him by the way it was you know seriously that was dead on that was dead on those of you who don't know him that was it he captured it sweet as a nut (laughs) uh, yeah so i mean we often talk about how awesome kind of the uh community is but i think that was an example right there of how awesome the community is so I ended up giving away a couple of CDs to, um, they're whizzing their way up at the moment, to Jake Hutton, um, who got back in reply and said he wanted to be a, I think it was a blood angel. I think it's, um, oh no, Luna Wolves, sorry. Everyone everyone else was a blood angel. I think it was like, it didn't have many replies, so he was only like a one in eight, something like that chance of winning it. But, uh, <laughs> How did like, it break down though? Like, Five or six of them were were blood angels. I was like, <laughs> I almost discounted some of them because they talked about the the chapters, and I didn't ask about chapters. But they did say legions as well, so they were all entered into the random draw. But Jake won. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone was talking about how noble and stuff, blah blah blah, blood angels are. But we'll see that when we get to their books, what they're like. <laughs> I have no idea. I just read the. I just read their codex. That's all I know about them. So, yeah, that's chapters, not legions, doesn't count. Very different between between uh, legions and chapters. There's a there's a lot of kind of they're very different animals. And the space marines themselves, by the time we get to 40k, are different animals than they were in 30k as well. So, but yeah, so that was cool to give that away. Um, so obviously, I've got a few more CDs to give away. We've also got some other prizes, so there will be more contests coming. Um, some will be on the podcast, some will be on the social media and things, so keep your eyes out. And, hey, you know, we've been getting a lot of, you know, you talk about the people responding for the contest. We've been getting a, a lot more uh, traffic on the forums from people, too, and uh, I think it's great. A lot of people coming in and listening and then listening to our, our other show on the website, Garage Hammer. And I appreciate that. I'm just shamelessly plugging our other show. But um, I'd expect my cut. <laughs> some point, Dave. We all know that podcasting is all about the women and the money. Right. No, but, you, uh, but people are listening, and that's pretty cool, too. People have said they've been listening. Dude, episode 98, next episode that we record, we're having three or four contests all running at the same time. And that's all the winners are going to be announced throughout episode 100. So if you don't listen normally, there's a good reason to go and listen. There you go. It's fantasy related, but, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the um, 
that's the competitions done and dusted with. Um, all right. Except also as well, the guy who won the last uh, competition, Jay, who won the bag from the weekend. There was a few muck ups there, but he's been absolutely blinding. Really, I just wanted to shout him out for putting up with my uselessness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really good guy. In fact, every 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 person I met so far um, met a load of Adeptcon while we were there. People walking up to me, it's the strangest feelings I've never had it before like this. But a guy was stood next to me and kind of turned round as I was chatting to someone and said, "Do you do a podcast?" And recognised the voice, which was amazing at Adepticon because my voice was shot. Um, <laughs> it's 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 the air conditioning. I've worked it out. So um, yeah, that was brilliant. Anyone who came up to me at Adepticon said hi, thank you very much, and. You know, sorry if I didn't get to talk to you for too long. I was a bit all over the place doing kind of everything, as you expect, with my first time over there. Yeah, I didn't get there till Friday morning or late Friday morning. So Adepticon was awesome, though. And we got to meet Carl. Yep. And yep. that was <laughs> – I didn't realize that the guy standing next to Carl is like – it's like Carl's guy from Forge World. Like, dude comes out – to go stand over there and go through the list and check and order everything. Because, dude, he, he, he orders a lot of Forge World. I mean, that's really cool. I mean, you know, smoke if you got them. I would be ordering up all that stuff, too, if it, if if I could. But he was ordering. Then I was I made mention of that episode where that the guy came on and told you how to turn a, you know, a Titan into, like, a real working Titan or something like that. I mean, his Forge World technique was crazy. And... <laughs> Just to jump in there, if anyone wants some advice on the high-end Forge World um, modeling, then you need to go and listen to the independent characters a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, just before Adepticon, it is, um, I mean, we're talking high-end modeling, but if you haven't listened and you, and you do use resin, it's well worth a listen just to see the extremes some people go to. But it was funny because I started giving him some stick about it, like... You know, I was listening because I was like, oh, yeah, I'd always, I've wanted to build some Forge World. And then I heard that, and I was like, oh, my goodness. But I totally got it. Like, the, the, I mean, they, you know, they made it clear during the episode this is not the norm because they were all shocked, too. They're like, wait a minute. Uh, that was that was a great episode, though. But then they did come on a few episodes later and talk about, like, what normal Joes do when they put together their stuff. Yeah. The, um Another another person I met over there, I met Brandon um, Palmer for the first time, GMM Studios. And, oh, um, yeah. I follow him on Twitter now and chat to him, you know, become a kind of gaming friend. And he, at the moment, he's painting 15,000 points of Horus Heresy Army as a, as a commission painter. I mean, that is, that is <laughs> a sight to see that. That is, that is um, some hobby porn right there, that is. Oh, yeah. Excellent. So yeah, just yeah, just wanted to say thanks for all the guys at Adepticon that came and said hello. It was uh, that was really cool. And I've got one last bit of really personal uh, thing to do. I've got a, a Warhammer project actually on at the moment, and and I used the old school Dark Eldar helmets, They're the ones with the hair running down the crest of the the curved helmet. Um, unfortunately, they're like becoming rare because well, they look like nowhere near as good as the new ones for Dark Elder, but they're perfect for what I need. So if any listeners have got any of those kind of helmets, um, if you want to send me an email or, or drop me a PM on the site, I'd probably be interested in taking them off your hands. Um, unfortunately, it's getting harder and harder to find them on eBay when you type in Dark Elder because all the cool new stuff comes up. So I thought, you know, make use of the podcast. It's got to start paying for itself somehow. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Search Dark Eldar OOP, because if they've got new versions out, you might find it under that. Which is lie, anyway. Well, <laughs> it's eBay. eBay, ugh. it's horrible. <laughs> but anyway, we can get on with the show now. Sure. So. <laughs> and uh, I suppose we, we should start with uh, mistakes. Yeah. The you, last show. You've got the list. Go through them. Yeah. I've got, Nokia. Um, it's... One of those brain farts I have every time. I always think it happened before Eleanor, but it didn't happen after Eleanor. On the way back, Emperor's on his way back to Terra, stopped off. Council and Nokia happened. Um, 
I got told quite quickly by a number of people that we got that wrong. Yeah, I kind of thought that's. I thought that was how it happened, but then, it's one of those things that is just stuck in my head the wrong way. You know, like when you get a bloke's names wrong, and you just continually do it. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. For I will probably do it again. So you can shout at me again when I do it. Um, secondly, the invincible reason. Um, I kind of let it just kind of slip, um, but you made like a remark about the, the size of space ships and 40k and blah blah blah. Uh-huh. And it, you know, four four kilometer long ships and things like that. Um, the invincible reason um, someone was telling me is like over 25 kilometers long. Um, when we talk about four kilometer ships, they are more the frigates rather than the cruisers <laughs> and the cruisers. And the invincible reason is a big ship. So, but we, you know. The, the Eisenstein wasn't a massive ship for 40k terms. So when we're talking about these kind of ships, you're looking at, you know, 8 to 10 kilometres is nothing to bat an eyelid at, um, which is crazy, really. I mean, 25 kilometres where I am, that's like, you know, that's just quite a long drive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but, yeah. What's that, like 17 or 18 miles, I think? So. Something like that. That's... I mean, even the escort ships, even the little escort ships, like can get up to two kilometres in length. So, and they're they're the light, fast ones they send out on the edges of the fleets. Yeah. It's so just over that, a that's, mile on that's the size of the ships we're talking about here. That's so crazy. That's mahusive. It's awesome, isn't it? It is. It's kind of cool. Which so... comes into there's a book um, in Scars. Actually, there's a very small bit in Scars. About um, the white scars having um, like races in their ship on their bikes and <laughs> utilizing some of the space for racetracks. Oh my god! <laughs> it's just awesome. That's, <laughs> That's what you can do when your ship's that big. Got a half mile track in the middle of the ship. No worries. Nice. <laughs> <clears throat> so, do we make any other mistakes? Um, well, spirals. Turns out you and you and I were just both plain wrong, Dave. Oh, what? Spiral spirals have been in, and are used in certain kind of fighting styles and things like that. Um, oh yeah. But I mean, it still seems strange to me. Don't get me wrong. But that uh, I've got no background in that. So kind of circles, I understand the things and spirals, but cool. We're not. I'm not an expert by any means in fighting. Well, Sorry. I mean, I get the, I get the, I get, and I get the closing ranks parts and the, and this moving around like that. I just, uh, it just seems, I guess, more defensive than offensive or it seems like it would be awkward to, to, to bring that fight forward. You know what I'm saying? To utilize it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be utilized, it seems like you're pulling in, you're withdrawing, you're, you're going that spinning, you're, you're, you're refusing to let anyone through or see anything. I think it totally lends to that whole. Yeah, how, that's the aesthetic of the of the Dark Angels. But. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, it could be a completely legit fighting style. I mean, hell, you saw. I mean, you know, from so many other cultures, just having that guy next to the guy, you know, with the interlocking shields all going and stuff like that. Everybody knows that that stuff works. That's you know. So, so I, I understand the, I understand the, you know the logistics behind it. It just seems more defensive to me than offensive. I think if I went somewhere and they started to teach me like that, I'd probably have the same reaction as, uh, really? Spirals? <laughs> then they'd slap you. Okay, yeah, yeah, spirals. Just, I'd just show my ignorance, really. Yeah, exactly. I stand by my ignorance. It's fine. It just sounds silly. <laughs> and the the last bit was, um, I again, I, I mentioned a possible uh, explanation of the ability of... Um, the kids on Caliban at such a young age might right. have been had a longer calendar, so so they actually were like equivalent age to Terran children. But of course, again, that was me just trying to think of a reason. But if they were if they were that age, then when they actually got to the age they were turned into space marines, they probably would have been too old for half the things to have taken effect and. Da, 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 you know, I was trying to come up with an excuse, and that excuse was thrown out the window as well. They were just absolutely all of Caliban's children are amazingly brilliant kids. <laughs> it's the only answer. Well, that's possible. 
It is. You know, it's a death world. Only the best of the best survive. Maybe they've, they've been by natural selection. They are. I mean, they're maybe they're an elite race, and they don't realize it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> one of the only issues there being, as as it has been pointed out, that it didn't feel very much like a death world. You know, you had a few large monsters running around. Um, and but. some really beautiful. I mean, yeah. I mean, it it, it was like it was, looked like a nice. Well, I mean, there's death worlds that are jungles, so I suppose you have death worlds that are forests. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Katachan, um, death world, and um, Fenris is, uh, I think, is classed as death world. You got all, loads of kinds of different kinds of death world, but the whole point of a death world is every single person's pretty much their whole existence is fighting against kind of fighting to survive and therefore the troops that come out of these places are hardened and you know <clears throat> yeah they threw it but caliban in the book wasn't written about hugely as a death world yes there were these dangers but does that make a death world hmm. uh, i mean that was one of the, the good feedbacks pieces of feedback that we got yeah it is, i mean it's it's a good point I guess it depends on how many there were. I mean, we are coming into it near the end of it, where they're they're able to. But it seems that even the uh... it can only be classified as a death world once the Imperium have been there. Oh, that's true. So the Imperium must classify it as a death world at some point. But it's unless I mean, Johnson got his hands into that. Unless maybe they took it as. You know, they've always considered it to be a death world, like the inhabitants. But either way, you didn't get the sense of, you know, everyday living was tough. Yeah. It was guys in a fort, rah, 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 you know, come from my village. You know, oh, there are monsters, mythical beasts. And it's like, well, surely they wouldn't be quite some mythical beasts. They'd be everyday kind of life trials, as it were. Yeah. There we go. That's one piece of feedback. Yeah. And like I said, I can see that, but I could also see that, you know, it could have been almost like if you, I mean, when you look at fantasy, when mankind was sort of almost extinguished, and it's like just all this stuff around him was hostile and things were bad, and they managed to group together in small groups and keep safe and be able to form things. And we could be seeing the end result of that, where it was the death world. And they'd fought and fought and fought, but they'd actually managed to put together enough resistance. Where, but I suppose if it was, like you're saying, if it's a death world per se, would you be able to fight it back to the point yeah, where it wasn't? It's just one of those things. It's you're reading the book and you and you don't get the sense of it being a death world when you're reading the book. Yeah. Yes, there are dangers, but dangers doesn't equal death world. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. I've read some of the 40k books where you know the jungle regrows so quickly they're having to burn it back because if the jungle reaches the walls that's it because all the animals live in the jungle and as soon as they've got an opportunity to come in they will be coming in and blah 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 and all those kind of things but this one was you know the the monsters were more isolated hmm okay I get that and I agree with that just one more reason <laughs> <laughs> you know, there like a lot of people defended the book and liked, uh, you know, they liked the characters. And I know there's, a, I mean, I I like the Dark Angels fluff. I think it's cool. So the story itself was kind of neat. It just it wasn't what I was expecting, and that was my big beef with it. Second time I liked it better, but I also knew the story was going to get continued and, and still not finished. You know, three <laughs> or four books from now. Yes, and uh, that's kind of annoying. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not. That's not a spoiler. That's the you know. If you've read this far in the series, you know the book's not done. Well, guess what? It's not finishing anytime soon. That's what pissed me off. Was picking up the next book and realizing, hey, you're not continuing this story. Yeah, you, it's, they, that's, that's, they totally big trouble in Little China. Then that's something that's been brought up uh, by a number of people. That you've got an, an unfinished story, uh, an unsatisfactory and uh, satisfactory ending as well. As well, sorry, my voice has gone a bit funny. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that was a number of people repeated that in various forms. Forms. Yeah. Oh, now someone did write about regrowing limbs. 
Yes. And um, they have the tech to do it, but it's rare because it's extremely expensive and it takes longer to get, you know, to fully finish than Augmetics do, which are far cheaper. Uh, it's just from Son of Corax on our forum. So the Stardies don't generally get the treatment because they're constantly at war and must be ready to fight at a moment's notice. Augmetics are a fast and decent replacement to the original limb, and the warrior can be back in the fight way faster than a limb being regrown. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's not it's not talked about. There are a couple of other instances, I think someone on another forum pointed out. Um, but, yeah, they did it for this kid. Seemed Still seemed a bit strange to me. You know, he hadn't proven himself fully yet. Yeah. Uh, they're putting those resources into doing it. Yeah, it's extremely expensive. They're just doing it for some farmer kid. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's definitely, oh, look how wonderful. Maybe, maybe that was part of, yeah. The Imperium we're, is. We're so benevolent. We're tearing your world apart and concreting <laughs> it over. But we're going to save your arm. That's cool. Cool that someone's replied with that. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> then there was we're, some question about the Sarashi people. People were arguing about them. Yes, and I, I just I kind of thought it was pretty clear that they were corrupted well before. Yeah, I think they've been corrupted. Um, the the period of time, the millions and millions of bodies, um, that's not just a cultural thing. Um, that's something more than just what you do. I think almost every culture would see killing people. Yeah, um, you know, healthy people. <laughs> Not just, not just, you know, str- they're not just streaming the fat here. They're, they're taking uh, what it, it equates to a, a tithe. I think that's pretty, um, pretty clear to me. But they're not, they're not necessarily good people. You know, maybe their plan was to hold off until they had uh, a target worthy of striking at. You know, before. Before the Dark Angels turned up, they had a handful of White Scars and no real kind of major leader involved. Um, I mean, who yeah. knows? At the end of the day, they were they were a plot device. But, um, but yeah, I, I think it's fairly clear, even from the description of going down, everything was too perfect. Everything was, you know, the scents were there, the, the, the masks, all those little things. I think, I think it was supposed to be that they are and have yeah. been... On the wrong side of the fence for a while. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think I, uh, <laughs> a bit of um, division over John Blanche's artwork. A lot of people like John Blanche's artwork. A lot of people that know better. I don't know. I just... <laughs> at, um, at the Horace Heresy Weekender, I was sat with Neil Roberts and a few other people when we were chatting about this, and I expressed my dislike of some of the artwork. And he did say I was being a bit harsh, but I think he knew I was in, in jest in a lot of what I was saying. <laughs> that actually, quite a lot of the fact is a lot of John Blanche's artwork that gets shown isn't necessarily artwork for showing people. It's artwork to show an artist. Or it's concept a art. It's... It is concept art. So, I mean, Neil Roberts gave us a story of he was... Uh, I can't remember who, it might have been Corax, someone like that. And they were, the first time he had to draw Corax. And they said, have we got, you know, what information, what do we know he looks like? Yeah, he gets those little dossiers that everywhere Corax has been described, every picture they've got of him, so they can kind of work on a picture. And um, they had no pictures at all of Corax. So John Blanche just drew one up within five minutes. Just, that is what Corax looks like. You know, and then Neil goes and interprets that. So we we get these brilliant kind of books. I've, I've got the art of whatever you know, the art of the heresy and all that kind of right. stuff. All the pictures you get, you know, they they probably weren't a lot of those probably weren't drawn to be shown to people. And you know, a concept artist's job is very different from an artist's job. And don't get me wrong, either John Blanche is very. I mean. At the end of the day, forty k and thirty k owes what it looks like to John Blanche. Oh yeah. Oh, I I, I don't take away it's, anything of what he's done. I mean, his work is important. It's it's the it's the basis of all of. I mean, the, all of the chaos and stuff. I mean, you look at it, and even when it's the scribbles, it's like okay, I can see exactly where 
like this is chaos stuff, and that I think that works actually best with yes. with his style. Um, yeah, all of that is set up. The, all the pictures with all the gothic stuff in it. That's all. And then, I mean, I've seen some of his work in uh, what is it? Um, Warhammer Visions. He's got his monthly yeah. article, and I don't think much of the article. But even his little drawing, like some of his other drawings that you see, are a little more that aren't the concept art. That stuff's better. Like I like it more. It's just like I said, most of what you see is that scribble art, and it's like okay, I just don't like it, but. I, I, no. I get your point. I didn't really think about it so much as concept art. Yeah, and I, I do rag on about it occasionally, but I want, you know, I want people to know it's, it's pretty tongue-in-cheek. It's not the kind of thing I'd want to put on my wall um, because even that kind of art isn't what my my thing either. So, But, I, you know, I'm, I'm not having a go at John Blanche and I'm not disregarding his talent or anything like that. So I just want people to be clear on that. <laughs> yep. But, but so... I'm trying to think of what else. Anything else in here? Um, I mean, there was some good, but th- these conversations get kind of in depth. Like, you should guys really check yeah. out the forums at garagehammer.net. I don't think there's much we can talk about without going really in depth. So, yeah, it's one of those things. Um, I mean, let's but- talk about dances of wolf style. Uh, yeah, <laughs> colonialism, colonialism, and. Uh, can't speak so yeah and it's not something that we can talk about in, yeah. in a couple of minutes here we've already rambled a little bit um yeah grok plainfall cali medic 911 all these guys on the forum who are yeah grok's a regular poster isn't he yeah and i mean it's and i'm not trying to leave anybody out anybody out i mean just these guys are get in there and then they they put down some treatises here so yeah, I, sir, that's, yeah. That's, uh, that's what we want yeah, I mean it's pretty cool. Like I'm sitting in the room going, "Wow!" <laughs> so it's like slowly absorbing all of it. But that's what's really great is people and people have said that one of the one of the quotes uh, in the in the actual forum someone had mentioned was, "You know, I haven't read it in a while, and I go back and I'm reading it, and you guys took it completely differently than what I took the way I took it." So they're getting you know another person's point of view. Definitely. And so it really does come like a book club, and then and then he posts up what his thoughts were on it, and. You know, I I hadn't thought of it that way either. So it was it was I mean, this 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 last the last couple of books we've had a lot of really nice feedback on the on the uh, on the books, and I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's um, it, again, people are bringing up stuff that we hadn't thought of. Obviously, you know, there's just us two sitting here with our limited knowledge of everything um, in the world, and other people are coming in telling us that spirals are amazing but um <laughs> i'm not a renaissance era spanish fencer or a <laughs> martial artist unfortunately i'm a i'm a white boy from the south of england so <laughs> my fighting techniques is a, is a limited subject so hopefully we can um you know the feedback keeps coming and whether that's on the on the on the forum which is brilliant because again other people are looking at it on the facebook um page or or wherever we love it all. Exactly. Yeah, so let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the Black Library oh, Weekender that you were at. Or the Weekender. Or the Weekender that you were at. All right, cool. Oi, you're listening to... Snorty. Snorty, what's this music? This? No, uh-uh. No, I'm not doing it. Now, you want to play some airy-fairy music? You get an elf to do your promotion. I'm not saying nothing about no garagehammer.net for those two idiot mantlings with this music playing in the background. Now go find me something better, or they can go garagehammer.nothing. No, I'm not talking about garagehammer.net until they change the music, so shut it. And we are back. All right, folks, um, back from the break and ready to talk about the Horace Heresy Weekender. Now, Greg, you were there. And I was in America, so there we yeah. go. So this one's on you. So um, I, at first I thought this was another Black Library Weekender, but this is just purely a Horace Heresy Weekender. Yeah, the Black Library Weekenders occur in November, um, and then the Horace Heresy Weekenders occur in the spring. So I think it was May last year. Ah, uh, spring, when a young Primarch's thoughts turn to heresy. Indeed, and it's um, it's collaborative between Black Library and Forge World. Oh, so it is all things heresy. 
So did now did did I'm assuming they had like little Q and A sessions and stuff like that you went to? Yeah, it was um similar setup to the Black Library Weekender. Okay. Um, there's four separate rooms and they've got a room for signing. So, you know, every kind of section is a, there's a, some people in there signing. Okay. Have a, a gaming room where people can go and play Horus Heresy with their own models, open gaming. But they were, um, I think it was the campaign for Monarchy or something like that. And they were actually play test, uh, Manakea. They were actually playing some of the scenarios. There was a, uh, a little, a lot of the gaming was, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of the gaming was this conquest of Manakia, Manakia, whatever, however it's pronounced. Um, and they were providing scenarios. And they're actually the scenarios they're looking at putting in Book 4, um, Forge World Book 4. Oh, nice. Um, which is going to be called Conquest. So they were testing the scenarios out. And they also said that they will utilize some of the kind of results, um, maybe in their campaign system that they're putting in that book cool so it will have had um yeah probably a small effect but an effect on on the writing of of the fourth book um uh, and in in that room as well they had um a painting competition they ran oh, okay. a painting which was quite cool so there's loads of heresy miniatures in there um someone even brought their warhound titan in um which i think you can buy on ebay now <laughs> it, didn't win, I don't, it didn't win I don't think I can't remember what won right now but yeah so that was that was a nice little thing for them to do um, third room was a, a miniatures room so you had big display boards they had a new one out uh, for book three with the Alpha Legion fighting a load of Mechanicum stuff um, you, yeah usual top quality displays uh, they had yeah, the Ford, there was mainly Forgewell guys in there um, with their miniatures out, so you could talk to designers and artists and the miniatures on display, and then obviously showing off some new stuff that wasn't quite out yet uh, was on its way. And cool. then the main seminar room. So that that was, it was yeah, it's and then outside of that they had a big sales area. Well, I say big, had a sales area at the front of the hotel, so you could go and purchase your event only. Um, book for the year because that's the first time that's available and some other pre-release stuff as well like Mortarion was out before it was available only by a few days which is quite cool so um, but I managed to pick up my copy of um, Damnation of Pythos which is the 30th heresy book which I need to crack open at some point gee whiz indeedly dooly and I've been slowed down. This summer is going to be. That's one of the things I'm going to be doing, is huh. is getting through and uh, getting through some of those books. I'm going to try to do like. I'm just telling you, I'm going to try to do like two chapters a day, so I can get at least the last five or six books done over the summer, uh, cool. or the next five or six books in the series done. That way, I can, if I want to actually read something that wasn't Horace <laughs> Heresy, I'll have a chance to. Gee whiz! But. Uh, all right, so let's uh, go through some of this cool stuff you did. Because my, my question, and what I was, or my my thing that I was thinking was, at some of these seminars, did they talk about how closely Forge World and Black Library work together? Like, do they? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 in, interlinked. Um, they chatted about kind of, <laughs> you know, some of the questions Forge World get asked. Why haven't we seen this gun before now? It's like. Because the Black Library guys didn't make that gun up until a year ago, yeah. so troopers couldn't have had it in books we set three years beforehand because we didn't know it existed, um, and vice versa as well. So, yeah, they they do chat to each other in, in these respects quite a lot. I mean, John French helps Alan Bly as far as I'm st- still helping him as far as I'm aware, writing some of the Forge World books. So, I'm just wondering which which one, you know, if it's like, well, hey. Bits of both. Um, Forge World have asked Black Library authors to kind of, hi, we've got this new thing, we've, we've made this new model, um, here it is, this is what it does, blah, 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 blah. And, and Forge World look through Black Library books, uh, books and are like, all oh, right, this is cool, we'll do this, we'll take that part and we'll run with it um, and expand on it. So, yeah. 
That's, uh, goes, yeah, goes see, both that, ways. I, that's what I was wondering how much the, you know, I know they're a miniatures company, so I'm wondering how much we made this miniature find it, fit it into the story. But I guess for uh, big weapons and tanks and stuff like that, I mean, how it's more for patterns of, of tanks and, and weapons and like, yeah, we've got this cool idea for a tank. Would it work in, would it work in the heresy? Um, yes, but you'd have to change this and this because our law says this and this. Cool, we'll split that around, that kind of thing. As cool. far as I'm aware. That sounds like, that's just so neat, watching all that, seeing how all that works together. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, let's see, what else? What else? So, okay, so you got there, and I mean, what what are some of the highlights here? I know you said there was the gaming rooms, and it looks like they're going to... So. How how they how the scenarios played out in the test gaming is going to affect. I think it's going to affect the camp uh, within each of their books. They have a campaign system, but they also it, uh, like the, it's a narrative campaign system. So it, it changes. You know, game one is like say the opening part of the fight, and game two's like as you're getting deeper into the like infiltration of wherever you know, for example. So they said it was going to have some effect. Um, I don't know how much or, or what, you know, they're within their rights to kind of do oh, what sure. they want. That's really cool. Um, but it is cool that there's some kind of, there's a bit of interaction there and seeing what's going on. I think they even gave out a prize to like the most, like, kind of, I think it was the, the biggest kill or something, the biggest victory of the of the day and, and the weekend. Someone got a shout out for smashing up his opponent and doing some cool stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, so there was a nice bit of recognition. But yeah, the guys are watching it to see how the scenarios play out as well, to see if there are any issues they need to just adjust within those, which they said they found out a few little bits and pieces. So they used it as a bit of testing as well. So let's see, what else? Uh, obviously, now you tweeted a bunch of pictures of the of the new models, and God, they look so yeah. cool. Facebook, yeah, it's just amazing. Um, one of the things that came out the weekend um, was... They said last time that the Space Wolves book would probably be the fourth book, but excuse me, um, that's been pushed back. They want more time to, to, to handle it. And in fact, the, the three main books they talked about, The Battle of Kalth, um, Cygnus Prime with the Blood Angels, and um, Space Wolves have all been kind of pushed back a little bit. They want to do them right, which is cool. Um, I think they also want to give them the models a chance to catch up with uh, with the source books. <laughs> There's still a lot of models that aren't out yet from the first three books. So the next book, now the big reveal was Conquest. What is Conquest? Um, and, and Conquest is essentially like the bit after Isfan uh, 5 when Horus realizes that he can't just slide a dagger up into the heart of the Emperor anymore. He's got to go and give him a proper ding-dong battle across the whole universe. So... The first thing he has to do is get resources and control space. So he actually goes to like the you know the northern part of um, the Imperium and just takes over a massive swathe of the area, um, trying to get hold of uh, manufactorums and, and the planets he needs for resources, things like that. So it's his forces he's sent out to do that kind of stuff. So within that, we're getting a lot of Mechanicum. Bits and pieces. Um, trying to remember who's involved now. I did write it down. Um, the uh, I think the Alpha Legion, uh, the Salamanders, um, and some new Imperial troops. Um, and the first ones we've seen in the Heresy, which are, look amazing, the Solar Auxilia, um, which leads us on hopefully on to having more different kinds of. Imperial troops down the line, so Spire Guard for the Thousand Suns, things like that. Yeah, but, I'm just, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about all of it, and that. So, I mean, how many? Did, did any idea how many of these books they're going to take to get to Terra? As many as they need to do. <laughs> it's just one of those things, you know. Um, they, they, they said they want to do the major battles, uh, and it'll be a case of. What can they make models out of? What 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 can they what book can they produce which tells a story, which allows for new gaming narratives and rules and also new models at the end of the day. So 
the three major battles of, as I've said, of Kalth, um, Cygnus Prime and uh, Prospero. Within that, you would hope that they visit one of the other legions that doesn't do quite so much. Maybe the White Scars get dragged into that, much like in the third book, the Imperial Fists are pulled in. Um, so that's kind of like the setting up phase. And if you look at the book, maybe the books, maybe Mechanicum might deserve a book by itself. I mean, a lot of people would say definitely it would. Um, yeah. But something like Outcast Dead probably won't have a book about that because that's set on terror. Um, right. Things like that. And Prospero is Thousand Sons and Prospero Burns. So you, you, you draw, so there's nowhere near quite as many because it's going to be drawing in um, to major, major instances like nodes if, if you will say so this i think with the odd book to help them get their timings right like this one conquest but you know it's got to be done it's got to be done and it's um i'd rather see it done this way properly than you know it's a shame because I'm a massive space world fan i love the thousand suns as well um hopefully spire guard um, definitely Systems of Silence and probably even some Custodies as well. So there's so much in that book. That, yeah, that's what I was thinking. When you said that they were going to yeah. do that book, I was like, the, the, wait, they fight the they fight the Emperor's bodyguards at the end. There's a whole unit of them. So, yeah. Or a squad or whatever the hell you call it. But All those troops appear in a kind of major part of that story. So hopefully when they do that, all those pieces will get done. Yeah. Um, rather wait but it means that I'm not going to buy any Horus Heresy Space Marines until that book comes out because it's all very well buying some and space wolfing them up, but I know that when they release their own versions, they're going to blow mine out of the water. Right, yes. I mean, no no offense to your hobbying ability, but all of these yeah. are just top-notch. Yeah, exactly. Um, so actually, I was, looking at, I was looking at the major display they put out, and um, they're releasing these... Um, battle or automata um siege battle automata which are these mech kind of walker things uh, they've already got some out which are big you know two three inches tall kind of thing but these things are like five six inches you know five inches tall they're like dreadnought versions of the other ones and i was just like oh, i'm doing the mechanicum army so i'm um <laughs> i can do some mechanicum and then i can slot them into an army at some point um, so I will be kind of trying to scrape together some money and putting in an order or something like that and hopefully playing some 30k which I need to do for another project well all I think I've got I got the uh, the Abaddon and Loken model and I think I bought one other one I might have bought one other one that's sad that I've got all this stuff sitting around I don't even know which of the black libraries the signature characters I have <laughs> But I think, honestly, I think I just bought Abaddon and Logan because I just wanted Logan so bad. Exactly. I mean, when that came out, I was like, oh, and then I looked, I mean, all the other ones. I mean, honestly, if I had the painting skills and the time, I would just, I would collect all of these because they're gorgeous models. Getting each one of these painted, having a nice little display cabinet with them, you know, at those standards would be really cool. But yeah, I don't, I don't have that skill, so. The same. If if I could paint, I'd be getting them all. Um, I don't. I can't do them justice, and therefore justify the money just to put, have them on the shelf to paint them. But you know, I'll get. I'm sure I'll get a few down the line. But I'm certainly going. You know, I'm going to get um, Russ, and which other? Oh, you're going to get Russ. What a shock! Shockingly, but you know, you have to. You have to get the one for your army at least. So what other? Now you sent me some stuff that here, and I don't. I mean, unless I missed you mentioning it, the path of treachery. Well, yeah. Do, 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 do. Um, path of treachery was the first of uh, the seminars. Did you? I uh, mean, did we talk about that? Did I miss it? I mean, because no. And path, path of treachery was just the name of a seminar. Okay. Uh, it was. It was. I got my notes. I sent David were particularly all over the shop. Um, it was a series of seminars. They name them all, so they're, they're themed, obviously. Okay. The Path of Treachery was Black Library going back over how they, um, how they kind of took what they had for the heresy and worked it forwards, uh, looking at 
they have these names. Yeah, I've mentioned three three battles. They've got no dates of when these battles occurred. They've got maybe little snippets that suggest these battles occur at certain points uh, and things like that. And they have all this information spread out over books and novels and and thrown away in a white dwarf somewhere. And um, Alan Merritt. Alan Merritt. The man behind the, the real lore master of Games, uh, games Workshop. Um, they have to go through and provide kind of a time frame for how these things occurred. So they've actually got this... And it's grown and it's grown. We've seen clips of it before, but it's, you know, they've got almost all the events they know about in the heresy planned out in this massive time schedule thing of stuff going on everywhere. But but just that gargantuan task of they know that, um, you know, Horace is here on this date and two years later he's here on this date and they know he does these three things in between. Uh, but they haven't got a clue where they come, how they come. So just sitting down and trying to work all that out between the authors and, and Alan and Laurie and all that <laughs> must have been an absolute headache. And that's before people started throwing in stories. Like, well, I've written this book and this happened. So I think this could have happened. And they're like, yeah, brilliant. Uh, but we've only got this period of time to do it in and things like that. It was a pretty awesome seminar to me. That sounds pretty cool. That sounds like something I, I would yeah, I would have loved to have sit in on that one. And then yeah. have, there was one there was, there was one called Sedition's Gate. No, Sedition's George, Gate George the, uh, Yeah, Sedition's Gate was the limited edition. Uh, they talked about it um in in this seminar. Um uh the short the event only novella which will be out this year until the next Horus Heresy weekender with five short heresy shorts in it um as written by various authors including john french uh no he did um nick kime david annadale guy haley chris Ray, and rob sanders um which i've read and i now want to collect a white scars army <laughs> probably reading too many books yeah the scar story in there is brilliant uh, which I won't go into at all because it follows on from Scars. Um, I know nothing really about the White Scars other than the little bits and clips I've seen about them. And I just, they're an army, I, they're a, a legion I don't quite get. And I'm certain once I've read more, I'll be like, oh, they're so cool. But right now I'm like, oh, okay. They've always been that way. There's, there wasn't a great deal written about them, um, even within the Heresy books, until Chris got his hands on them. Uh, they did Brotherhood of the Storm. Space was, Mongols or whatever. was a novella and then uh, Scars was his novel uh, that came after that and he you know, divide, defined the Legion um, in a way that is almost the same way that the Space Wolves got reinvented by Dan um, Space uh, the um, White Scars got reinvented by Chris um, and have become awesome absolutely awesome um, but it was it was it was a typical seminar of people talking about the short stories without wanting to give too much away, and it's 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 good to listen to while you're there, but it's um, I say I, I don't want to go into any of that. To doesn't support. have doesn't have much in the retelling. I got you. Indeed. All um, right. So, uh, and I mean, they did a whole a, a seminar on the third Horace Heresy uh, Fortwell book, Extermination which I kind of slipped out. I took that opportunity to slip out and look around the gaming rooms and stuff because, again, I own that book. And the, the, the only problem with I go to the Black Library weekend around the Horace Heresy weekend, you tend you can get the same people asking the same, or different people asking the same questions and, and the same answers can pop up a lot. So I looked at that one and thought, I'm going to know a lot of this already. Um, and I did it again with... Another one, uh, Sounds of War, uh, the audio, how they do the audio. You get a lot of the same questions of how, how is it different to write for audio. and You get cool new people coming to these events, but unfortunately they ask questions that, you know, a lot of us are like, oh, someone asked that last year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, such a first world problem, but it's, um, <laughs> it is what it is. So I, those two, I took an. That was when I took my opportunities to walk around the other. You can't do everything at these events, unfortunately. There's only so right. much time. But um, 
the the art heresy is one I always make sure because they always show you some clips of art to come, so that's always worth it. And um, Neil Roberts is always good value on that as well. But in this, they had Reese Pugh who does um, some of the uh, inside art for Forge World, um, the miniatures in the battle um, scenarios. So he does a lot of that. Yeah, okay. making the miniatures look like they're firing and things. And oh, cool. Mark Bedford, who's one of their major painters. Um and that was that was brilliant to just just to listen. I'm I'm not an artist at all in any way, shape or form. And to listen to the guys talk about how they go about things, I always just always blows my mind a little bit. Um and in fact when we went I forgot to say there was another room, there was a little room around the corner where Reese and Neil appeared in occasionally and another lady and i can't remember her name uh who works with forgewell does a lot of the um like the drawings of the space marines with the different color patterns and stuff in in the books um they were in there and <laughs> i was listening to other people talk to her about oh, i can't believe how you did this and that and that and i'm i'm always a bit like that's really cool lightning <laughs> that looks really oh, good that- You're, yeah, <laughs> that's a good job i like your stuff but keep, yeah, keep I, it up keep it up good work <laughs> just just to hear them talk about the way they go about uh, kind of approaching projects differently because it's heresy or and things like that is all really cool and um, um, Mark's painting is just top notch it's just again as a, someone who can't paint I'm like I'm very much a you know don't get any paint over the line woo happy um, <laughs> that's, all this wet blending lark and all that is too much for me so I hear you. I got you. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but we pushed into from that. We pushed into Forge World new models, which again you're at one of these things, and they're just showing you pictures of new models. This is where we got to see the siege, uh, siege battle automata or whatever they're called, and and um, um, some Galvar or Brack, which appear in a later book, which we won't talk about, and uh, some Salamanders Terminators, and the detail going into the Terminators, and um, and the big Vulcan himself, kind of showed us a picture of that. So wow, it's amazing. Just oh, just every time they put a Primark out, we got at the weekender. They actually bought Vulcan in the second day. We got to see Vulcan and. Um, a mortarian, kind of with their sculptors there to talk about them. It's just mind-blowing. People, some people will complain that they're not quite how they seem, or I think, you know, some people say Khan's posture is not quite right and things like that, but I, part of me wants to say, just just don't get over-analytical on it. Just look at it as a model by itself without looking at everything else Forge would have done. If that was the only model you'd seen, you'd be like, that's amazing. Yeah, and then but I think more and more we see from Forger, the more and more critical we can get, which is um, always seems a bit, which is fair enough. Don't get me wrong; it's fair enough. But, but I say maybe it's just the um, victims of their own success. Yeah, and the, and the lack of my ability in that aspect. I'm just like that looks amazing, and someone's like, "Well, his legs at a funny angle slightly," and I'm like, "No, it's, it's looks really, amazing. it's really more of a nine and a half out of ten. I wouldn't give this a full ten. I got to be honest with you here." But the problem is that that point five is like some people being really vocal about it. Yeah, well, I know they're not being overly critical, but it does sound sometimes like they are. But um, Vulcan looks looks awesome. I mean, it was funny in that seminar um, when the Galvor Brack. They're quite a a key kind of thing that occurs in one of the books. Um, when the picture came up with no explanation of what they were. The cheer in the room was just like, yeah. And when they put the picture of Vulcan up, because they hadn't told us that they were, you know, we're all hoping that we might see the next Primark there. And when that picture came up, massive cheer went up around the room. Um, Yeah, it's just so much awesome stuff. I mean, they had had this uh, Majos there on a floating platform and the Mechandendrites were flowing down, like keeping it on the base. He's got this like, platform throne thing it's just like oh it's just so cool I just want one I don't even know what it does or anything I just want that model it just looks amazing and just banging out models it's great 
but not quick enough. Obviously, need, need more, need more. Mind you, I'm not buying any at the moment, so <laughs> <laughs> that's all good. Um, I mean, they had they had another one that evening, Meet the Creators, which again was an open thing. But we had a, a big um, soccer game on that evening, so that took a few of us. <laughs> you had a game of football, it. did you? Had a game of football, old chap. Indeed, <laughs> he confused. Um, Kenny Lull came over from um, Wisconsin, and he was confused by all the excitement. But um, that led us nicely up to we had the traditional. Um, Horace Heresy quiz in the evening. Okay. And uh, you, you laugh at me when I tell you that I'm not an expert. But we were sat around this table and with a load of people I don't really know, some of um, one of the forums I'm on, the first expedition, and Kenny was sat with me and Marcus Pitt, um, who's a you know, friend of mine who went into his heresy, was sat opposite me. And... Uh, we started off answering some of the questions. They started off fairly easy. We're, we're, you know, brilliant, brilliant stuff. And then I can't even remember what the questions were. <laughs> but there was, you know, three or four questions where all of us look round at each other and are like, uh, and someone goes, oh, it's this. And, and Marcus is like, how do you know all this stuff? <laughs> do you know it? And I'm like, this, this is why. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am not an expert on the heresy. <laughs> I know a bit, but there are people out there. The guys who won it scored an extra however many points on us. They were. Oh, they pretty... got way ahead of you. Oh yeah, they were. Uh, don't know how they do it, but but that that whole quiz night evening is Laurie Golding hosts it, and um, we all give him some stick. Um, but the best thing about it was actually they gave us some plasticine and Lego. And the tiebreaker was to, uh, well, one of the tiebreakers was to draw a picture of a, I can't even remember what it was, but the other, there was another competition to make something heresy based out of Lego and um, plasticine. So <laughs> that, that got interesting. There was a lot of Fulgrim's toys being made, and that was quite disturbing. But there were some amazing, someone made a demon. Uh, Primark version of um, one of the Primarchs uh, out of Lego, which was about eight inches tall, which I think won it in nice. the end. That was phenomenal. But um, you've never seen, just give a bunch of grown men and some women a load of plasticine and Lego and, and watch all their heads go down in busy working, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get it done. Don't ask them what they're making, but it kept them busy for a good hour or so. <laughs> it was amazing. That's too funny. Yes. Oh, boy. All right, so what else went on in this big weekend? Or anything that we haven't covered? Yeah, I mean, that was that was day one. I mean, day two, we had the big conquest. Um, you know, the talk about conquest, which I've already chatted about. Um, and then the uh, audio heresy um, stuff. And, and a nice piece on after, after his fan and, and where the um with the fallout of his fan with the salamanders being broken into pieces and uh the iron hands having their kind of elite killed off um the raven guard being smashed and even kind of the alpha legion but being affected by his fan kind of how the story is going to move forwards with these shattered legions the the alpha legion tend not to work as a legion um, a lot. I mean, they do work as a legion, but also they work as these small little pockets. Um, right. And the salamanders obviously can't work as a legion because they aren't a legion anymore. Um, they've been smashed up. Uh, it was a really interesting talk about how these groups interact with each other and, and how they're going to go on in the heresy. Obviously, this is a long way down for the podcast, but it was a really cool kind of insight into what we can expect. Quite cool. So, yeah, I mean, that was kind of all the events that went on. Uh, you also got, as I said, you had that little art room, all the glorious models. And then you, as with any weekender, um, the guys, the authors and that who are there, you can just chat to when they're in the bar, walking down the hall and all that. So I had a cracking chat with um, Chris Ray. Having gone to a few of these now, people kind of recognize faces and things as well. So, I mean, even when I was at Depticon, I got to chat to Graham McNeil, 
a fair bit on the Sunday night. We were playing some ball games, so we were having a chat. Just because I've been to four or five of these you know, weekenders and things like that, and you approach people and chat and podcasts. Kind of, we've been talking about that. So, got to talk to Neil Roberts quite a lot, and and all those, and hang out in the bar and talk to people about heresy and stuff, which is always good. Slobbing out and on the seats, having some food and whatever. Absolutely um, brilliant stuff. You can find if you want to be involved more in. You know, a lot of them are. A lot of the people there were kind of gaming based, but there's there's a lot of guys there who are more about the fluff as well. So it's a nice mix. That really sounds awesome. Yeah, it's, it's just a cracking weekend. It's not cheap, um, <laughs> but it's I don't think it's necessarily expensive either. Um, you don't have to stay at the main hotel. There are cheaper hotels to stay at. Um, so the ticket price is is not cheap, but you've got all these authors. You've got to pay for all their time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, the most expensive book is they offer you loads of pre-release books, and you just want to grab them all up. <laughs> it's uh, that's always going to be the case when the Black Library got a big stand there, and they have these um, like six foot tall individual posters of a space marine like the color plates from from a Forgewell book so they're in there there'll be you know terminator of the third uh, yeah first company terminator third squadron blah 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 blah, imperial fists and it'll have one decked out as they would be so they sell all of those off as well during the weekend oh man it's it's a bit of a cue to run down and pin their names to all of them (laughs) things like that but there's, there's some cool stuff yeah, even at Adepticon when Forge World was there, I went thinking I'll go look at it, maybe get a model or something like that. Oh, the Third Horse Heresy book is right, right here. Oh, well, okay. I guess I'll be getting that. that there, there went my spending money. That and some airbrush paint. I was like, I'm done. That's wasn't expecting to drop 116, but I got the book. They actually they had run out right before I got there, so I got an order. But it showed up a couple weeks ago, and it is amazing. It is awesome. I actually I travelled four and a half thousand miles to get to Adepticon, and um, they announced that the limited edition, um, like the book with the sleeve, was going to be on sale that Saturday morning. And not having, uh, not willing to pay for internet on my phone while I was abroad, I didn't want to take the risk of not getting the Wi-Fi going. So I actually queued up and <laughs> ordered it myself. Um, so I flew all the way to America to spend. Three hundred dollars, basically, on Forge World stuff, uh, <laughs> which is a yeah, four-hour drive from where I live, um, and to queue an hour and a half for it as well, um, because I happened to meet some of the independent characters guys and we were having a chat, and to be um, mistaken for Forge World staff on about by about three different people just because I happen to be English. <laughs> yeah, you've got the accent. You must work for Forge World. Yeah, listen, I should have taken their money. But, um, sure, just pull out some forms and fill it out. And <laughs> trust me, I'm English. It's fine. Uh, oh my god! But, but Paid yeah, for was, my whole trip. It was quite fun. It was quite fun. Yes. <laughs> I was confused when I, I I walked up there and said, um, "I want the book, but send it from Thingy," and I was second in the queue or something like that. But I'm not taking it home. I'm not taking it home in the plane. It's not happening. Yeah, no, you can send mine. Let one of these fools get their book. Yeah, I got I got the book. Put um, put all my books in that sleeve when it arrived about a couple of weeks later at home. I thought, oh, this is a weighty book, and that is that is one heck of a book. Oh, it's so much awesome, though. Seriously, right. these I know that they're not you know that? something that we're necessarily covering. It's just about a tenth of my body weight. <laughs> Well, that makes it about three percent of mine then. So, yeah, that was, it's really cool. Wow, yeah, no, that's awesome. Speaking of which, I think I mean, is there anything else you wanted to cover, or just you know, I mean, that that's pretty much it. Um, uh, just kind of a bit of information, maybe for people who haven't been, um, kind of what goes on at these weekenders. Um, and only in England, unfortunately, I think nature of costs of doing it anywhere else would be too high, but. Um, they're they're pretty cool little events, and they they are little. They don't sell too many tickets. They keep it fairly, um, fairly kind of fairly compact, but, but kind of loose. So, 
Um, the air conditioning does struggle when we're all in one seminar room, but um, but there's no kind of real pressure when there's two or three really good events going on. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like I said, I'm just like I said, I got so excited when I got the book. And speaking of books, I did just yesterday picked up my uh, seventh edition 40k rule set compendium box thing. Yeah, so I've got to borrow. I know plenty of friends who've got them, so I'll be borrowing one of theirs so um, I can actually get some 30K on at some point. All right, so that's the feedback episode and uh, Horace Heresy Weekender episode. Garo's next, all four books. Yes, the uh, yeah the four Garo ones. Not the uh, not all of the Knight Errant ones, but but Garo doesn't. He's not the star of those. So we'll do the Gary ones and back on the books. Now, did James Swallow write all of those too? I don't think he did, no. I think certainly one of them at least was written by someone else. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I think certainly one was written by someone else. But, I mean, okay. it would be interesting to see going forwards. We're, particularly where I am in the heresy at the like book 30, um, kind of... In the first like twenty books, there are some clear storylines like we've had with Descent. It's a Dark Angels story, and apart from a few white scars showing up, it's a Dark Angels book, and we've had that to some extent or another across those books. Um, as as we get kind of deeper into the journey to Terror, it becomes a lot more confused. In kind of, there's no clear lines as to whose story it is. There's a lot of jumping characters around so we get we will get a lot of people writing other people's characters as it were which is interesting very interesting all right so for next time uh and just so anyone before we get asked because we always get asked and i just have it here in front of me we're going to be covering oath of moment by the garrow book followed by legion of one followed by burden of duty and sort of truth. Yeah, I better get listening to them. <laughs> oh yeah, no, like I said, I've listened. I listened to them all recently in the last couple of weeks. I'm going to give them one more listen with when I have time to sit. I'm going to listen with notes for the next the next mm-hmm. listen. So, but one book a night, I'll have that knocked off. So we'll be ready to record as soon as I get back to Disney World. Cool. And we will see you in a few weeks. And until then, the Emperor protects. Death to the False Emperor. Congratulations on completing another episode of After Eleanor. David and Greg would love you to come and chat some more about the Horus Heresy in the forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or on the Facebook page. Just search for After Eleanor. You can email us if you wish at greg at garagehammer.net or david at garagehammer.net. Finally, you can catch us on Twitter at After Eleanor, at Child of Fang for Greg and at garagehammer for David. If you'd like to support the show, you can visit the support page on the main website at garagehammer.net and you can leave a positive review on iTunes. In addition, you can tell all your friends to come and join the community. Many thanks for listening and until the next episode, may the Emperor protect you.